Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And greetings listeners, this is our Letter to the Podcaster edition of Season 3, Episode 11 of Letter to the Podcaster's edition on February 20th, 2022. We have a guest with us today on call. We cannot wait for you to hear from them. Tanea, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Tanea Hopkins. I am a senior at North Dakota State University, and I have a podcast called Bakers with Tea. Great, and we are so, so, so happy to have you on, and I would just ask, like, want to start out with a fun question, Um, if you could describe your podcast as, like, a baked good, um, what would it be? If I can describe it as a baked good, um, surprisingly, I would do it as, well, not surprisingly, because the logo of the podcast is literally a cupcake, um I would describe it as a cupcake because you can change it as you're decorating it and then you can add little fun stuff in the inside so I would describe it that way just because each episode is kind of like this own individual cupcake and it has like its own little cool designs and decorating and icings and sprinkles so that's why I would describe it as a cupcake that's so adorable (laughs) How long have you hosted this podcast for? So, um, I hosted this podcast for a little over a year. We, well, I celebrated the one year of the um, podcast in November. Mm. Yeah, so I made it to the one year mark, and it feels really good. Yeah, I remember. Actually, I don't remember when we, we never really tracked our one year mark, <laughs> but we should. I think. Um, did you do anything to celebrate it? Yeah, so I almost did not track it right either because I did the I did the podcast for a school project and then the like product was like the first episode and it aired in November of 2020. And a couple months ago, my friend was just asking me about it. She was just like, hey, like what date did the podcast come out? She was like, you're getting close to your one year. So she was like keeping track and I wasn't and I was looking and I was like, oh, wow, like, let me check. And it was November 9th of 2020. Um, So I celebrated on Instagram um, by like thanking all the bakers that have been on the show and people who have helped me um, produce the show pretty much. And it was actually so sweet. My friend, she got me a cookie cake from Insomnia Cookies. Oh, yeah, so it was really good. Um, and it was just nice to see, like, people were very happy for me um, making it to, like, one year, and people are still excited to, like, listen to it as I'm continuing to develop more episodes. So it was super exciting. Yeah, it seems really fun that you celebrated it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we even know. We have an estimate, I think. Either that or we just kind of, we just kind of, like, when the new year comes, we just, hey, our podcast has made it one year. I think that's what we did this time, (laughs) so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You guys are three seasons in. That's true. Plus, I think a bunch of other stuff that we've done before, because we switched up our formatting. 
Yeah. We also came up with another podcast our first time around, but um, Daisy's <laughs> reaction, it's a little bit of a flop, but you know, it's just that we've, you know, decided or we've tried many different things and now we're here, so it took a while. <laughs> Absolutely. And back to you, um, exactly how long have you been into baking? Because I know your podcast consists entirely of pretty much baking, right? Yeah, so I've been in baking for, I liked it as a hobby since I was like 12 years old, um, thanks to my home ec teacher in middle school. It was a class, basically, we learned how to bake, we learned how to cook, and although I didn't like the cooking portion of it, I really liked the baking part. Mm. I also didn't like the teacher as well, but I really liked oh. the <laughs> I really like the baking so um it was really nice um to like develop a new hobby especially to during that time I ended up switching from like an urban school in Minneapolis to a suburban school and so it was like the lack of diversity and having to make new friends and having to like um pretty much start over um so baking helped me cope with that and it was just like really exciting and it was nice to see that I was actually developing like a craft of my own do you remember the first thing that you baked yeah so the first thing that I baked we had to bake it in groups um Mm -hmm. so we had like groups assigned to us so it wasn't just like individual just because you know I think it's not safer middle school students to operate like ovens and pans fair enough fair enough yeah so the first thing I made was molasses cookies and the the molasses cookies I think we ended up putting too much molasses inside the cookies because it literally was like a pan and it came out like tar (laughs) like straight tar sugar not no form of a cookie and molasses cookies is kind of hard to make so I was like why Why give that to a middle schooler yeah like why would they assign this to us as like 12 year olds so that was the first thing that I made but then I was like but then we got like this recipe book um Mm -hmm. a part of the class and it had like some more like recipes so I tried it at home and was like wow like I like this I like this and then my mom started pretty much buying me like cake mixes and more like baked goods like she was just encouraging me to bake more because she saw that I really liked doing it and she started buying more cookbooks with um like baked goods so yeah that was like the first thing that I ended up making and I was like this sucks but then (laughs) I ended up (laughs) I ended up just making more baked goods from there and I was like okay like I like it Mm, birth from a pan of molasses tar (laughs) it was literally it guys when I say it looked like tar like it looked like tar (laughs) brown like bubbly oh no so bad no it's it's i molasses is hard like i remember i was making gingerbread cookies or something and now i just have a jar of molasses because it didn't work out and i was like i can't do this again yeah and if even if you add like 
if you accidentally add a little too much because you only supposed to really add like a small amount but if you add a little too much of it 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 can be really bad like it just mm-hmm. the process is not really good <laughs> yeah yeah so, and oh so Claire I was talking to Tanea about this in our initial meeting and how no one has a home ec teacher that they liked Oh yeah, I remember was in middle school. Cranky, like oh she God. was really strict. She would give people marks if they did anything remotely terrible, and it was more like speaking in class when you weren't supposed to, and then she'd hold you after class for a certain amount of time. Why was mine just like that too? But she was, also, <laughs> she was also like crazy. Um. I don't know why she was just like really crazy like she had like this crazy eye look like yeah like she gave me like this really stern look and um at my middle school for some reason um you had like pretty much classes with the same group of kids Mm -hmm. or around the same group group of kids and they had us separated by colors so like a group of students was in the crimson group and Another one was in the aqua group, and another one was in the amber group, and another one was, like, in a purple group. And so I was in the crimson group, and she would change her hair color for every, yeah, because they would they would teach, like, one color at a time. So she changed her hair from crimson to purple to aqua. Yeah. That's dedication right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and she gave us an F on that molasses cookie assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and it just wasn't good since then. So. That's, have you tried making it again, like, at home? Yeah, I ended up making it again, like, by myself before. And even though I don't make cookies as often because of that, like, situation, I was just like, ugh. But... Yeah, now, like, I'm getting more into making cookies, and I ended up making the molasses cookies a couple years ago, and they turned out perfect. Damn, nice. Improvement. They turned out perfect. So I was like, yeah, screw you. I forgot her name. Like, but (laughs) overall, I will say thank you, because if I didn't take her class, then Mm. I don't think I would have got into baking as early as I did. Mm. Mm-hmm. I remember our home ec teacher got mad at us for pronouncing crepe wrong. She would be on our asses all day about making us pronounce it the French way. Yeah, okay. Was, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I took French, and I obviously get it, because, like, Americans, you know, they say They crepe. butcher everything? <laughs> no, it's like, well... Sort of, but it makes sense just because of like how each vowel like announce it like enunciate and like in English words compared to like French words. So she can't really get mad. Like true, yeah. She tried to teach us how to pronounce it, and I don't think anybody followed it. But she still got pissy about it if we said it wrong. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she was a Spanish teacher too. Like she was the home yeah. like we would go to home ec and then right across like if we had to write something, we would walk to her Spanish classroom. <laughs> so I don't 
know why she was so mad about the French pronunciation of crepe. I don't remember that. No? Oh, I remember that because she drilled us into our brains so badly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's insane. That, that's just insane. Our home ed teachers are just not it. Yeah, they just, they don't fit the vibe. No, <laughs> no they don't. Absolutely don't. They don't fit the vibe. It just doesn't make sense. You know, I think they would be like, you think they should have like a little bit more empathy and like the type of yeah. career home ec teachers and yeah. their teachers. <laughs> oh, I crazy. guess not. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we walked in. It was a little more homey, not like... <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. it's yeah because there's a we i had a friend in another school who took it for an easy class but that teacher ended up like giving them worse grades and they were like ah because uh, you know like electives are supposed to be fun and easy like oh like baking like how, yeah. how hard could it be and then I realized that it's hard for some people because I literally witnessed somebody crack an egg onto a counter. <laughs> so, yeah, he completely missed the bowl and we were like, you have to be kidding me. And then we had to ask for a new one. Yeah, it's crazy going into, um, like, especially freshman year of college. You realize how little you know, but then you mm. also can compare yourself to how little, like, other people, other people know, know even yeah. less. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. So, like, go... Oh, wait. Excuse me, sorry. Claire, do you want to ask? Oh, sure. Um. Well, besides the first thing you baked, what is your favorite thing to bake right now? Or, I mean, overall, in general. Yeah, so, okay. So, like I said before, I find my way, like into baking cupcakes all the time just because they're so small and you don't have to put I'm not gonna say you can't you don't have to put as much effort but it's easier to make in smaller portions compared to like a cake you know but absolutely these um well first thing there's like a couple things I really like to make so First, I like to make a s'mores cake where it has like graham crackers as like the bottom base. Then it has um, chocolate with a Hershey chocolate in the middle with um, cream cheese and graham cracker frosting. And then I put like a toasted marshmallow at the top with another graham cracker and a piece of Hershey. And I also like making a turtle chocolate bunt cake yeah oh that's so cute yes it's really good i make it with german chocolate um cake then i use caramel as like the frosting of it and then i use chocolate chips and uh, um caramel bits as well as like the decor of the cake and pecans my mom would really chocolate and nuts but i i'm like i don't know what i'm i feel like i'm allergic to a nut but i just don't know which 
That's who I am with fish. There's some, yeah, there's some fish that like, I know that I'm allergic to. I just haven't got it tested for it. Mm -hmm. But I did like, figured it out by like eating some. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm allergic to tilapia and I'm allergic to like sunny fish. So if I eat it, my lips get like really big and my throat swells up. Oh, yeah. But good thing I'm not allergic to seafood. So like shrimp, salmon. I think I'm just pretty sure I'm allergic to like freshwater fish. Mm-hmm. I just test the waters, literally. <laughs> you just like try and then you see what happens. It's like, let me eat this fish. And then if my body has a reaction, then oh, I'm allergic. Yeah, I'm like, let me get some Benadryl in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. I was on a um elimination diet like a few years back. So but so I went to allergist though and I saw I got it tested and I was like they told me I was allergic to a hundred things. I was allergic to bread. I was allergic <laughs> to cabbage. I was allergic to eggs. I was allergic to this nut. I was allergic to that fish. I like I was allergic to vegetables. I'm like, this doesn't make sense, you know, like this is ridiculous. Because, like, obviously, I've been eating them all my life. And I haven't had problems all my life. <sighs> so, I mean, I, like, tried. It's Sometimes it's, like, hard because I was like, how do you expect me to avoid green beans? You know, like, they just pop up. But right? It, uh, it was hard to figure out, though. Yeah, I bet. And, too, like, when you go to, like, an allergist, they... My brother has to go to one, or he went to one when he was a kid, because he's literally allergic to, like, a million things. He's, like, a bubble boy, but he's allergic to, like, all kinds of fish, but then they told him he's also allergic to peanut butter, but his favorite candy is, like, Reese's peanut butter cups. No. Well, like, it's weird, though, because they say he's allergic to peanut butter, but he gets, like, no reaction from eating peanut butter. Oh. But the bro, he's also allergic to, like, the cold. So he gets hives when it's really cold. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You, your brother and I are twins. I have also, like, <laughs> I went back uh, up to the bay, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh. It's so cold, and, like, my, because my allergic reaction is not, like, um, it's not like too physical. I just get like really bad eczema flares, and I had yep. I was on antibiotics like when I got back. I was like, because it's just too cold. Yeah, he has to like wear like a ski mask, and oh. he should be wearing one. He doesn't like wearing it, but he should be wearing one. And when it's like really cold, like today here, it's ten degrees. If he goes outside without like any gloves on or. He has his face out. His face will start to break out. Mm. Well, he can wear those. Uh, what are they called? The baklavas, like, like what? Little, they're like the ski mask, but people have been wearing them, like even when it's not. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm pretty sure they're called like something like that. I feel like I'm, it's not the right word, but it's similar. yeah and um oh sorry going back to like the podcast and everything 
Um, sorry about that. Claire and I always like go on a detour really quickly. It, it's okay. I always go on a detour too. <laughs> it's good. We can work this out together. Um, so now, like you, back then, you already knew like baking for a long while, and then what made you suddenly want to combine like podcasting and baking together into Bakers with Tea? Okay, so it's kind of like a long story, but not really. So in college, you know, I started had to get into like more of a study habit because in high school, there were just like simple assignments that I can easily like do on hand or Uh, do at the last minute. Hashtag. Uh, (laughs) So um, to get me through those assignments, I literally started listening to podcasts. Because I notice that I can't do homework when I'm listening to music because it's like the beat and then the person singing. And then when I'm supposed to like type something up, I'll be typing like the lyrics to the words. But it's easier when I'm hearing people like talk on a podcast. So I really got interested into listening podcasts. And then it ended up just branching out. I'll listen, listen to it when I'm walking to class or when I was at work or pretty much like going to sleep like I'll be listening to a podcast um then COVID happened and so I was like okay and then um I just you know I think a lot of people during COVID they just either picked up a habit or you know they felt burnt out and I felt really burnt out so um going back to school we had like this program in my entrepreneurship program at school because I'm an entrepreneurship minor student. And one of the uh, programs that they had was called the NICE program. Pretty much in 10 weeks, you had to come up with a business or a prototype of something or basically just start anything. And we had to do a brainstorming session and I was just like, well, like, I don't know, like, what I want to do. And the first thing that they asked you, they're like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, okay, well, my hobbies are baking, and I like listening to podcasts. And another person in the brainstorming session was basically like, well, why won't you start a podcast about, like, baking or, you know, interviewing bakers? And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I can do that. So then... The, over the two months course, I had to basically do my research on podcasting, do my research on like how to record a podcast. Um, I also had to do my research on like interviewing bakers. Um, that part was really hard because I didn't have like a prototype. All I had was like, you know, a word of mouth of like what I wanted to do. And a lot of bakers ended up not responding because I didn't have anything like to show. So then I ended up taking like a different route because originally I was just only going to interview bakers around like my college town, Fargo-Moorhead area of Minnesota and North Dakota and the Minneapolis-St. Paul area in Minnesota. So um, I was just going to do that, but no one was responding. So then I took a different route. I ended up finding a baker on Pinterest. And she basically 
like responded right away and was like, okay, I'll do it. And so um, I ended up recording that pilot episode as like my prototype to fulfill the program. And I ended up showing it to people and I just advertised it and people that are not really into baking. And that was like my fear. I was like, how am I gonna find people or like find an audience who is into baking or likes podcasting? Like, how would I find them? So I just sent it out and surprisingly, like many people with different backgrounds was just like, hey, like, I really like the podcast. I can't wait for more episodes. And at the time I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do another episode. So then it took me a couple months to end up finding more bakers, interviewing them, airing um, podcast episodes. And so then that's how Bakers with Tea came about. That's a really like, like I feel like there are lots of points that are like, oh, it just so happens like a coincidence. Yeah. And it worked out. Do you remember who that like person was who was like, oh, why don't you? like combine the two yeah it was a so with the nice program at school um it was an entrepreneurship program that they did and the cool thing about it was that they had people from literally all over minnesota and north dakota into this program it wasn't just like college students in our program and it was a lady and the minneapolis area and we did it over zoom and I was literally brainstorming with her for like five minutes and then that's when she came up with it and I was like oh like it when she said it it just like clicked and I was like Mm -hmm. oh okay and then she was just like well you can interview people who are like baking enthusiasts or into baking in like the Minneapolis St. Paul area or like the Fargo Moorhead area and then from there, I kind of tweaked it a little bit, and I just ended up bake, um, interviewing bakers from all over, like, the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Impressive story. I really like it. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, before you created your podcast, were you an avid listener beforehand? If so, what were your favorite podcasts to listen to? Yeah, absolutely. So I was listening to um, this podcast called Pretty Basic. And it was just like based off of like two like YouTubers and influencers. And they basically talked about like they like their daily lives and like how they got into like YouTubing and how did they become like content creators. And so it was really nice because it was relatable, like but not relatable at the same time because I'm like okay I'm not an influencer I'm not a content creator at the time I was like I'm not a content creator but it was really nice because it was just like them two chatting like they're great friends they're chatting I'm like okay like this is literally like how me and my friends talk and then um I listened to this sounds so cliche because a lot of people listen to it but I listened to call her daddy Uh, like yeah um I don't listen to it as often anymore but I did listen to it from time to time because it was so entertaining and like I'll be doing my homework and I'm like 
wow, like, really? Like, just listening to it. So, and then I listened to like a couple of crime podcasts and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then too, it was nice to seeing like how podcasts is like incorporated into like TV shows now. Like, I don't know if you guys seen the Hulu TV show, um, Murderers in the Building. No. Has, no. Is it good? It's really good. It has Selena Gomez in it. I oh, know what oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I just yeah. never watched it. Yeah, Sad. it was so good. Um, basically, someone gets murdered in their apartment building and then they build a podcast on it and they like try to figure out who killed who so each episode is like on a different resident in the apartment so it's uh, yeah it's really cool I remember I was the first time I ever heard of Car Daddy was I I was at a swim meet and these like they were much older and yeah. I was a sophomore they were like a senior and they were like oh like Car Daddy I was like what is that like I don't get it you know and then I was like, what's the podcast about? They, like, started talking about it. I was like, okay, I see, like, where, like, why it's so entertaining. And it became really big across college girls at that time. Yeah, absolutely. It got, like, it got really big, too, just because, like, everybody was, like, listening to it mm-hmm. at the same time. So, like, everybody knew, like, what was going on, Um, too, especially, like, during the beginning of the pandemic when the two co-hosts, Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin, they ended up, you know, splitting pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I think it ended up, people have been like more eager to like listen to it. Um, Another podcast show I really like too is called Modern Love. Um, And it's like different types of love. So it can be like, about puppy love or it can be like the love of like your child or you know the like romantic love and it's like different stories that um that's in like the New York Times section Mm -hmm. that like authors or just people across like the U.S. and they get like a celebrity or an actor to read it and so then they read it and it's like they set the scene and then they have like the actual person who wrote the bit and at like the end and they answer questions about like um how did the story go and like what is like their life now oh that's interesting imagine yeah. having a celebrity read what you wrote you're like uh. <laughs> yeah and it's cool too because on amazon prime they literally now it's a tv show too Mm. so it's like the podcast is literally like the episodes and like the stories that it's written off from has like their own episodes now that's nice i i feel like podcasts are like even when we started podcasts were a big thing like i was like joe rogan car daddy like um you know but it's cr- it it's crazy to think about how it's still growing like past just audio and into like I guess video. more mainstream like video content. Yeah, absolutely. Even too, when I go on like TikTok, it'll be like bits of 
you know, their um, podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, interesting. So. Yeah. yeah. How, like, compared to the time you, or, yeah, reflecting back on the first time, like, first episode you recorded, like, after you did all your research and whatnot, like, did your perception of, like, when you listened to other people's podcasts, did that change? Like, did you have some revelations about, like, more technical things or more social things or that? Yeah, so... I try to, like, not compare, like, my podcast to, like, you know, those big podcast shows just because they yeah. have they have an actual team to, like, help them record and, you know, edit the videos and edit the sounds. And so I try to, like, not compare mine to that just because I'm, like, I don't have, like, a whole team. It's just me. Um, but it was... N- I would say the one thing that I did end up changing or like the one thing that I did think about is that most um, like smaller episodes, smaller like podcasts, like independent podcasts I noticed, they have like kind of like the similar um, concepts and like how their podcast, like what their podcast is about. So then one thing I was like, okay, like how can I make like my podcast stand out? And so then I think that's how I did like the baking aspect of it. And I was like, okay, like that stands out in a way just because like I'm interviewing bakers. Like you don't really see that in like other, you know, podcasts Mm -hmm. as well. to even with this podcast you guys do like Sunday edition with like news and like current news and interviewing podcasters and interviewing different types of people so something that like I learned was to like make ways or like figure out ways to make my podcast stand out it is a lot harder now just because there's so many out there now I yeah. don't know what it is, but I think a lot of podcasts popped up really recently in the past couple years. It's... Absolutely. And also looking back on your first podcast episode, how much do you think you've evolved your podcast? Um, I would say I think I evolved it a lot. Like, if you listen to the very first episode I did, you can tell I'm so nervous. Like, yeah. I'm really hesitant on, like, the questions and... You know, like, now when I'm interviewing, like, a baker on the show or, like, a baking enthusiast, I'm, like, a little bit more comfortable. So it helps out a lot just because, like, now I'm, like, okay, this is the routine of, like, how I do the podcast and how I record it. Um, I would say, too, just, like, my pers- the way that the podcast, like, evolved. I would say, like, the social media aspect. When I first started out, I, for like the first couple episodes, I didn't have social media for it at the time because I was so scared. I was like, no one's going to follow it. And my friends was like, you got to make like, you got to make a social media for it. So I was like, okay. And then when I did that, it was nice because I was gaining more audience. And then I was connecting more with more podcasters as well. So it was just really nice to know, um, 
that people were like listening or people were finding Baker's the Tea just from social media itself, even Baker's, because a lot of Baker's listen to the podcast. So it was really nice to see them like finding the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same deal with us on the red, our first episodes, especially in the other podcast. Um, we had <laughs> it's a, not we- it. I think we talked about it, but we had, used to have a, our first one, we had a script, so we didn't know what to do. Yeah. And we were like, oh, like, look, his listening to podcasters, like, they're like, oh, it sounds like so natural, like they know what they're saying. So we wrote out a script, but it sounded like we were robots. Yeah, literally, literally, I, I get what you're saying, because I would read off the question, I'm like, uh, so... And I'm like, uh, okay, well, this question. <laughs> yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. It I cringe every time I listen to an old episode. Or even when I see the old podcast, like the like the picture, I already immediately die inside because I already know what it was like to come up with the script and then record it. And I remember one of her friends listened to it, and he was like, dude, you know, this sounds kind of bad, right? <laughs> oh but I, not in a bad way. It was just like, you guys just sound really forced. It's not very good. You should probably change the way you do it. So we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it was just not it. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned that you were super nervous, like, asking questions, mm-hmm. um, like, especially in that first episode. But I want to know, like, a more positive side. Like, what were you super excited about when you, like, maybe, like, during your recording or, like, when you press the, like, the publish button? Yeah, so, um, before, I had, a, like I said before, I had a lot of issues, you know, getting bakers to want to do an interview just because I didn't have any, um, I didn't have any proof, like, I didn't have an episode out yet, so, you know, like, a lot of bakers wasn't really willing to help, or just, which makes sense, because I could have just been scamming them, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, back to what I was saying, um, the positive thing about it was that I was like, okay, my school project is done, I was like, because that's what I needed to fulfill. And I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I got my school project to be done. And I was like, okay, if it's, if it's going to be this hard for me to like find bakers, then, you know, this is just going to be a one time deal, just a one time episode, put it out there. Um, But the positive thing about it was just like, the feedback that I got from people listening and you know like a lot of people enjoying it and I even have people because I had to present this um my project to people and a lot of people came back to me and was like here like here's a baker that you can interview here and I know this baker here and I know this baker from back home and so it was nice that you know they were reaching out and they're like hey like I know some people that you can interview so that was like the positive um, side effects of publishing my episode yeah I was just gonna mention like I think 
honestly, in the podcasting world, like, it's, I feel that way. Like, I remember we, so our first guest was someone, like, we were people who, like, we had a tutor and he had connected us with like our guests but once we started reaching out we were like i hope they don't think like somebody told me who was it they were like sorry i didn't see your message sooner i thought this was a bot <laughs> and i was like oh, no. oh no. So, like they were like oh sorry they were like yeah i'd love to but like i don't know the way because i was like hello like my name is <laughs> you know um. and they were like oh i thought you were spam at first and i was like well oh well <laughs> that is very awkward so i mean fair enough there's just a lot yeah, of fair enough, out there the and they introduce themselves in the exact same way so yeah and yeah like sure. it's like especially when you reach out to older people like yeah. adult adults yeah and yeah. they're like what do you kids want <laughs> right they're like um well is that it or like like well i don't think i have the time for this you know yeah the one thing i would say like i did learn was you know it's you're gonna get so many no's before you get a yes and that was like literally like what i went through it was like so many like no's no thank yous or just like no responses at all Mm -hmm. like me getting that first yes and I was like okay then I have my proof and then more people are like yeah I like I'll yeah. let it to be the show so that was something that I struggled with in the beginning but now it's just like it's easier for me now because I still get right. some buzz from time to time just because bakers are really busy but mm-hmm. now it's just a whole lot easier right So, flashing back to now, how do you prepare your episode interviews? Is there a specific routine you stick to every time, or do you change it up? Yeah, so I typically pretty much keep it the same when it comes to the routine. But each baker has, like, if you notice from each episode, each baker has, like, their own personality. That's what I like, too, that what makes the episode so different from every single one they all have like their own personality and we end up having like different conversations within each episode so um first I just I interview them on zoom just like you guys um interview and then I record it and then I actually use anchor fm to upload my podcast and um edit my podcast as well and then along with that, I have an app that I use to like avoid the background noise because it's a lot of background noise. I notice, like even when I record, even like you can hear air like moving. <laughs> you can hear the air. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And I just edit it and I publish it. And then to um I think too, I also use Canva for like my graphics on each ep- on each episode. And I try to make it like relatable to, or make it look like relatable to like each baker because each baker has like a different style and like their logos are different. So I try to, you know, incorporate how their logos look into the theme of 
the graphics of the ep for the episodes. That's a good idea. I use Canva a lot as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, I really like, because I was using Canva for a while, but there's a big difference between Canva and Canva Pro. Yeah. And so I went out of my way to sign up for my school's GitHub account, which gives me access to Canva Pro for one year. <laughs> That's honestly really nice. I have Canva Pro too, because it's i think it's like 12 bucks a month yeah i think it's worth well yeah i mean it, going on like i wanted to try it but i think it's worth it yeah it's absolutely worth it especially too like you can even use it to edit like your photos you know like if you just have a simple photo that you like to edit you can mm -hmm. like cut out the background and stuff you can add a graphic yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, I really do like it, especially too because they provide like a lot more like tools and graphics that you can use. So I absolutely love Canva Pro. It was probably the best investment I had in a while. <laughs> I feel you. Um, like I know you mentioned like I guess like uh using Canva Pro for the marketing and whatnot. And I know you were very hesitant to use social media in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I want to hear, like, your thoughts on, like, kind of marketing yourself. Because I think with podcasters, it's a little different than marketing, like, a business or something or service that you sell. Um, while, like, for podcasts, you're kind of, like, marketing, you're selling your own voice, which I feel like in the beginning I was like very scared I'm like oh I don't know if I especially like people I know I'm like I don't know if I want you to hear it right like I'd rather have strangers here so I just want to know like your thoughts and maybe like fears um and nervous feelings about like social media marketing yeah so yeah, I had that fear starting that, so, like, the Instagram for the podcast, because I was like, no one's gonna follow it, like, who would follow it, but then after, like, two days, I already had 200 followers, and I was like, okay, like, that helps, you know, um, so in my way of, like, marketing myself, too, I had to, like, notice that, too, like, even when a new episode is airing, or you know, like when I'm doing stuff for the podcast, like being on other podcast shows or literally just like anything I, it has to do with the podcast, I also learned that advertising it for my own personal social media helps too, you know, like it, I think too, like it even helps because a lot of people are like, when they run into me, they're like, oh yeah, like how's your podcast going? Or like, how you been baking lately? Like, what have you been baking? So it like, at first I had that fear of having to do like self-promoting myself on the show. But then as I learned how to advertise both on the Bakers with Tea Instagram and my personal Instagram for the show, it made it a whole lot easier for me to go about it when it comes to advertising. And two, I also have to like, promote myself when it comes to asking guests to be on the show yeah yeah 
Those are probably the exact same feelings I had. I was, I think, I honestly was less nervous about having, like, um, random people listen than, like, oh. Than our close friends. People, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Me people too. you know, but don't really know. Right? Yeah. I'd rather have either really close people listen or complete strangers listen. There's no in between. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still low-key working on that. So, yeah. yeah. I just have to accept it as, like, oh, this is what I'm making. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, like, the one thing that I did learn was just, like, being confident about, like, what I put out. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm putting out a podcast episode, or people tend to ask about it, or you know, to just, like, a word of mouth. So um, in one of my school organizations I'm in, it's usually the night before that the episode comes out that I have that meeting. So then I'm like, all right, guys, you guys know what, like, what's tomorrow? Like, bake us a tea is tomorrow. You know? <laughs> so, and to, like, just getting involved in the community as well, like, just on your college campus and just, like, out in the world uh, my friends they introduced me to someone like I have a friend named Shana she introduced me to people all the time and she's always like hi this is Tanea she has her own podcast about hey. yeah so it's That's really so sweet cute. Mm-hmm. and I even put it on like my LinkedIn I literally um mentioned it in an internship interview I had last winter and I was like they were like well what's your hobbies and I was just like well I podcast like I have a podcast that I started and like that ended up I think that was one of the reasons why I ended up getting the internship was just because I showed confidence in myself that I was able to like do anything literally you know yeah (laughs) instead of being like yeah instead of like oh i have a podcast instead you're saying like like oh i have a podcast like i'm proud of what i do yeah absolutely yeah i remember like going into um like a lot of orientation groups they're like oh fun fact about you i'd be too scared to say anything i was like oh i swear well or, like <laughs> well, then. i like food like i was like i like I kept saying I just like peanut butter and um I just eat guacamole straight out of the cup so <laughs> we always make fun of her for that 100% oh I can, anyways I can absolutely eat the chipotle guacamole like that their guacamole <laughs> yeah and I was just I just never said anything but as of, like the I guess the years progress not years i'm not that old um because like time (laughs) went on a little i was a little less nervous about it Mm -hmm. and like you know what sometimes like i I guess i felt like i cared too much about like what they may think yeah 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 but most of the time like when i said it it was like always a positive reaction so i don't know what i was scared of like it's not exactly like, they're like oh like that's so say, cool oh, like it, that like sucks you know they don't yeah. say like oh you're so lame 
who the hell starts a podcast about the news. Like, they don't say that. They're like, nobody says, like, you're going to start a podcast about begging. No, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you're combining your hobbies. You're, like, you're spreading awareness or stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, like, the podcast helped me, like, you know, I'm in college. Like, I don't really have time to bake. But, you know, now I'm making time to bake, you know, not only for yeah. content, but, like, I enjoy it when I, you know, do bake. So, yeah. And, like, for me and Cece, it's also a way for us to keep in contact, especially since we're so busy with school and we're hundreds of miles away from each other. So then the podcast allows us to get together and talk about, like, real stuff, too, and just maintain our communication honestly this is so sweet you know like <laughs> you're all the way in uh, Cecilia you're all the way in San Diego and Claire you're mm. all the way in the Bay Area so it's really cool to see like you guys are still continuing this podcast even though you guys went separate ways for college mm-hmm. yeah Hell yeah. Been, we've known each other actually I didn't know her too well but we met in first grade third grade and Oh, no. First grade. grade. No, I was not in your elementary school in second, <laughs> until second grade, and then I didn't meet you until third grade. We always get this mixed up. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met in third grade. Really We've been young. friends for how many years? Um, three. Well, if it's third grade, then six. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, ten years now. Oh my god, that's so weird. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to, like, sorry, I just want to know, like, do you keep in touch with your podcast guests, like, the uh, bakers you bring over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we follow each other on Instagram, of course. Um, you know, I keep a track of them and, like, especially, too, with the one year, they, a lot of them, I was able to, like, you know, I tagged them in the post and I was just congratulations yeah or they check in on me from time to time too as like you see that I'm posting or you know like we just engage in each other's like comments and like Mm. post a lot or like we share each other's like post on our stories and stuff so yeah and um I've been in talks with like some of them like doing like another interview with them in the episodes like in the future Mm-hmm. So that is something I'm currently working on. That's good. Yeah. I think um it's super fun, like super interesting to see like what they've been up to cuz we like we had this one guest like she travels the world so I'm like, "Oh, like yeah. where did you go today?" <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Claire, I completely lost track of the questions. Oh my god. We like completely derailed. <laughs> sorry. What question are we on? 14. 14. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. We're so much further than I thought. Okay. So, for Bakers with Tea, how did you come up with the name and your logo and your brand and basically everything that encompasses your podcast? How'd you come up with it? Yeah, so. Um, for bakers with tea. So, my friends call me tea. Because, uh, you know, my name starts with Tanea, but um, I was like, okay, 
um it, it sounds like when you when I say bakers of tea it just sounds sweet you know mm -hmm. desserts are sweet so um I was like okay like that's I came up with the name like months before I had the idea of like what the podcast will look like mm -hmm. then um the name like the logo I use Canva as for the logo yep and um I did the cupcake because cupcakes is one of my favorite desserts and I like that it had the pink and the purple because pink and purple are literally like besides like sky blue those are like my favorite colors so I got to incorporate my favorite colors into it and that's how like I got to like create it um and for my brand I don't I always think like my brand is just like always like evolving but you know now I have like my logo so I have like my logo on pretty much any graphic that I have for the podcast or you know I have it like on app like when you listen to the podcast that's like the first thing you're gonna see for the episode so my brand is just like always changing and I think too just like like I said before like the podcast helped me get into like baking a lot more again so that helped me like you know create my, like my reels and TikToks and you know like photos to take and content to take for the Instagram um yeah that's pretty much that but my brand is always like changing it's so odd to think like one and I'm like okay like what I want to do with this and it's just always like in the back of my head I'm always thinking about it yeah honestly I remember okay sometimes play in the middle of the night I'm like what if we just change it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah change the whole thing you know how many times i went back to being like oh yeah i think i would like to change the logo the logo is perfectly <laughs> fine but i'm always like you know i think i want to change the logo and i'm like no don't do that like i'm always just like thinking i'm like what if i did this and i'm like no absolutely not yeah and like i know you said with your logo now you have something kind of consistent to go back on but like and uh after your first episode you you said you waited like a few months before posting anything like during that few months like did you like how did you decide you what just wanted to continue with like interviewing people for like the direction that you wanted to go into yeah, so I really like the idea of, you know, um, pretty much, you know, I got to interview these people, I got to meet new people, like I'm networking, I'm connecting with new people. And the one thing that was really exciting was that I was connecting with people, you know, outside of like North Dakota, Minnesota area. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, like, I can interview people from multiple states, you know, and so I was like, okay, I can do that. And I really like the process of like being able to edit it and then get to do the introduction of the episode and the ending of the episode. And I was like, okay, like I can do that. So then my main, um, 
my main objective during that, like those two months that I didn't post or create anything, I was like, okay, like I need to find guests that's going to be on the show now. Like now that I have proof, I'm like, I need to like find guests for the show. And it was a whole lot easier. So I was like, okay, I can do it, you know? And that's, that's pretty much what I did. And um, being able to create more content too for the show, like finding ways to make the show stand out a little bit more for when I was ready to like be on social media. I feel like that's, that's the same for us. Like after the first like train, like we first release a trailer and like before we had ideas but like once you release it it's like different you're like oh now i want to do this or that mm-hmm. yeah is there a time during your podcast like pretty much up until now where you were trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone like i'm pretty sure like we've all grown in our different ways in terms of podcasting but is there any specific times you can think of yeah i think i'm kind of like in that mode right now just because I haven't been releasing as many you know episodes and like content on the social media lately just because you know I am getting into through school I'm getting through my last semester of college and um I think to like showing my baking a lot more because a lot of people just think like they're like oh like she must be a professional baker too I'm like no I'm just like oh homemade baker like Mm -hmm. I just bake as a hobby so just showing my baked goods a lot more when I'm baking too I think that's what's like getting me out of my comfort zone and like getting back into the swing of things of you know reaching out to bakers for the show and you know like finding new ways and like content to do like reels that got me out of my comfort zone just because like even though I'm I'm not showing my face it's so time consuming to like do them and you got to make sure it's like the right angle and the right lighting and stuff so that's pretty much what I'm doing to like push myself out of my comfort zone at the moment is getting in touch with more bakers um creating more content for the show Mm. yeah and with like the releasing less often I think it's natural like we used to think oh we can release every single week what a lie (sighs) oh yeah especially when college started oh no yeah we decided to just cut it back a little bit because it was a little bit too much for us so now we're doing every other week yeah i feel that like um even though like my weeks hasn't been consistent for like the last couple episodes last year I was able to do it every like week but then you know my schedule's getting like my schedule is getting a little more complicated as I'm like continuing with my like finishing on my degree pretty much so it's just like really time consuming so I'm like <sighs> but I just I just wait I can't wait till I have more time to like do more episodes and like focus more on the podcast yeah and I think one thing is like do you are you what's kind of your goal for your podcast like after graduating right because I feel like 
for me, like I'm a student first, and then obviously podcaster second, and yeah. well, many other things second. <laughs> but once you graduate, like, do you? Find, I know many people are like monetizing the podcast enough that they're able to make a significant like, um, uh, on the like side income. Also, like some like is their main income. But like, is that something you're looking to do like in one year or like five years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started monetizing on my podcast last year too, um, just by doing like ads on the show, you know, but I feel like I haven't been as consistent with that. So that's like always in the back of my mind too. I'm like, okay, like I can for sure make this a side hustle. Like I proved it before, but like just being more consistent with it just because, um, I don't know it would just be really nice to have like an extra chunk of change and like being able to like make money off of your hobby um but yeah I think that too like being able to like invest more time into the podcast and then um because I I don't know I just have a good feeling like my podcast will get somewhere it's just you know I need I need more time you know um so from one year from now, I would say, yeah, like absolutely continuing the podcast, being able to monetize off of that more. Um, five years from now, if I can, um, I hopefully would still want to do the podcast. Like, I don't see myself stopping in like five years. I hope I get the opportunity to go that long. Um, but yeah. That's good to hear. Would you want to, like, expand into, like, other types of content? Like, yeah. also, like, still holding on to the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe, like, I'll start my own, like, baking business. My, you know, I can craft, like, my decorating a little bit more. I can, because um, I got into decorating now, but just being able to do that. I think I would like to um, do like little pop-up shops or like just oh. being able to like do, yeah. Or being able to like bake, you know, on the side of having like a real job as well. I think that would be really cool to do just because like baking is like incorporated into the podcast or maybe being able to do like collabs with other small businesses in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll be really cool. And making like videos as well. Well, I hope it works out. And before we get to the last question, I do realize I just just realized that my computer is at seven percent. Oh we can just skip to the last question if you want. Yeah, which we're almost there. Claire, do you mind asking it? The last question, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as a little bit of a wrap up. For other college students who want to start a podcast, what would be one piece of advice you would give them? My one piece of advice, literally, not only just with like starting a podcast, but wanting to start anything in college is like putting yourself first, just because I feel like you you put all your energy into, you know, starting something or, you know, into your schoolwork or having to, you know, Keep, even keep up with like your social life in college it's you know it's time consuming 
you know, the energy, like, it's rough, you know, I'm an introvert, so my, like, my energy just, like, it goes out very quickly, and I'm, like, I need to, like, energize, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so being able to put yourself first, because if you're not taking care of yourself first, like, in the long run, like, whatever you're starting, even, like, when you're starting a podcast, it's not gonna go as far, and I think a lot of people just don't know much about, like, self-care, or they don't put as much effort as they should, so that would be my one advice, and then, even though you just said one advice, I have another advice, (laughs) just do it, you know, Um, don't be scared to do it, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you can say you tried it, because you don't know unless, you know, you tried it. Well, those are good pieces of advice, and thank you so much for coming on again. Um, I really enjoyed this talk, especially with someone our age, like someone close our age, at least. Yeah. So, um, like, talking with adult podcasters is nice, but I feel like college podcasters, it's it's just easier to connect, and when you're close, like, the age gap is definitely there. Yeah, I get that. I absolutely get that. So, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good Sunday!